from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's guests. From Buffalo, New York, and now living in New Orleans, Louisiana, Ani DeFranco. Also joining us, Nathan Jackson-Brown and Zoe Bookbinder. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thanks, Helen. Welcome, everybody, to E-Town Hall. This week, as Helen mentioned, we're going to feature Ani DeFranco. She is like a spinning top, in motion, whirling around the world, gathering up energy and stories, spinning them into songs, sharing the connection between her inner world and our shared outer world, our society, our politics, our policies. One thing she's always done really well in the three decades of her career, she's been independent. She's super focused. She continues to shine a light on injustice as she sees it, and she's made it danceable somehow. So this week, we're actually going to feature two projects that Ani has launched into the world with the help of some of her friends. One is an album called Long Time Gone. It's created with her friend Zoe Bookbinder through something called the Prison Music Project. And it's an amazing story about the need for prison reform and restorative justice and capturing stories of inmates and then turning them into songs. And the other is a brand new record that Ani put out on her own label, Righteous Babe Records, that she recorded in North Carolina. The songs range from the the biggest ideas of human coexistence to the smallest details of human relationships. And I know that sounds kind of generic, but you'll see her personal life in some ways is, uh, like all of ours, mirroring the world around us, big and small. Some of the inspiration for these new songs from Ani, they came from the words of a powerful activist, lawyer, and author named Valerie Kaur, including the title of Ani's new record, which is called Revolutionary Love. So we're going to listen to the title song of her new record and then visit with Ani DeFranco here in E-Town. Every love 
Ani DeFranco, welcome back to E-Town. Hey, thank you, Nick Forrester. What happened to when we used to just actually get together and play music and see each other and eat a meal and do all those things? Wow. Was that real? Because <laughs> I thought that was a dream, actually. I, <laughs> there was a time way, way back. There was a time. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, congratulations on your new record, Revolutionary Love. Can we start out by talking a little bit about Valerie Kaur? I hadn't seen her viral videos um, or her TED Talk until you pointed me in her direction. Um, How did you first cross paths with her? She gave a talk that went viral, as you said, and somebody sent it to me and I was like, oh, who is this wonderful woman? And what is her phone number? Right. And I, I found her, and she, as it happens, also is a fan of mine. So we connected. You know, I think we just have a deep sort of connection in what we do and why we do it. Yeah. And, and I'm so happy to hear that ex- was exactly my intention by aligning myself, my new music and record with her was to point a finger towards her for folks that haven't don't know her yet. Inspiring. I'll just share with our listeners her story a little bit. I guess her grandfather arrived in America in 1913 with brown skin and a turban, and he was promptly put in jail. And after some months, he was released, and he settled and became a farmer and raised a family. And after 9-11... Um, people who looked like her family or looked, looked like her grandfather were perceived as terrorists. Mm. And uh, in fact, there was even a, a, you know, there's a wave of violence and even a, a member of her family was killed through some senseless act of reactive uh, racial profiling, basically. But she chose this thing that she calls revolutionary love. She chose revolutionary love. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what that is. You know, I mean, I think it is always so ironic for me, as you know, to have weathered so many decades of being called an angry, angry girl, angry woman, you know, because I always felt that I was not particularly angry. I was outraged, uh, I thought, maybe justifiably so about a lot of things in this society. But um, I always had a feeling in myself that everything that I wrote about and everything that I talked about or tried to engage people with came from a place of love, of just undying love for my country and its people. You know, as Mark Twain and Utah Phillips echoed, you know, love for the country always, love for the government when it deserves it. So my way of being a patriot was to fight for justice. And this is very much what Valerie speaks on in her new book, See No Stranger. Yeah. I should mention that some of the tenets of what she calls revolutionary love include things like forgiving, but not necessarily forgetting. When you see an adversary to imagine the wounds that they have experienced in their lives that would drive them to be who they are and how they are, Um, to love those who don't look like us Mm -hmm. and to love ourselves Mm -hmm. as, as part of this. I mean, to get to that place where forgiveness is even possible is tricky. It's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, all those people that stormed the Capitol, you know, they were tricked. Yeah. They were tricked. They were duped to acting so hugely against their own self-interest. They were fed lies 
And so how many degrees separated are any of us from people who are buying those lies and acting on them? You know, to me, this resonates so deeply and widely with all the work that I'm trying to do. I know you're featuring the Prison Music Project. Again, this, this is the same question. Where do you go after a complete breakdown of relationship, even violence. Um, How do you not continue the cycle of violence and vengeance and blame, but end it? And it's complicated stuff. Valerie took a whole book uh, to try to break it down. I feel like I've been writing verse after verse of my lifelong song to try to achieve it myself. Yeah. Let's um, let's listen to another song right now. This is also from Ani DeFranco's record, Revolutionary Love. This is one called Simultaneously. I live in two different worlds. Simultaneously The one I seem to live in And the one that lives in me And one is full of violence Oppression and disrespect And one is full of longing To breathe and to connect Different worlds simultaneously. 
unfolding unfathomably and in that chasm shadow and in that shadow I stay facing towards the light nothing in my hands yeah my inner world is fragile and the outer world is done and this whole thing In case you just joined us, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Ani DeFranco. Let's talk a little bit about the record for a minute, Ani. This is a bit of a departure. You recorded this one in North Carolina. Yeah. So you you uh, you have a different crew, yeah. a different scene, mm-hmm. some different instruments. Beautiful slide guitar plays a really powerful role on this record. Oh, yeah. And um, so to, how did that come about? Yeah, well, I, it was a pandemic. It was a lockdown. You know, I was trying to thread the needle like so many of us in our various ways. So the thing to do at the time for uh, reasons that I won't go into was to go to North Carolina, take a leap of faith, work with a bunch of new musicians there. Um, Yeah, yeah, Roosevelt Collier, who you uh, brought up on the pedal steel. Oh, I had an ear for pedal steel and I I started asking around to my compadres and his name came up and boy, oh boy. Yeah, what a beautiful sound. And of course, it's yeah. it's tied to the sort of sacred steel tradition. He is, yeah. Of the black gospel church from Florida and South Georgia and the way that instrument sounds like the human voice and it has such emotion. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I sort of... I think I was imagining a more, um, you know, like a, a layer in the background or some, you know, and then Roosevelt played on the tracks and it was like, oh, it's now a duet. Yeah. You know, like I'm thinking of Shrinking Violet in particular. Just, I think of it now as a duet. He sang with me. Yeah. It was just so stunning. Well, let's listen to that song right now, Shrinking Violet. And then we'll be back later in the show with more with Ani DeFranco. Never again will I be 
We'll be back with more music from Ani DeFranco, and we're going to hear about the Prison Music Project after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. You know, Ani DeFranco has her own record company that she started a long time ago called Righteous Babe Records. In 2020, Righteous Babe Records put out a new record called Long Time Gone. And it's really about the prison music project, which was launched by Ani's friend Zoe Bookbinder, who started visiting New Folsom Prison back in 2010 and getting to know some inmates and playing some music and and hearing stories, the net result is an album that features nine uh, either incarcerated or formerly incarcerated writers who collaborated with other musicians and singers to produce these songs. And the proceeds from this record, The Long Time Gone, benefit communities that were pretty seriously impacted by mass incarceration. So it's a really cool project, and we're going to actually speak with Ani DeFranco, Zoe Bookbinder, and Nathan Jackson Brown about this project. But first, we're going to hear part of a song called Breakthrough, written by Abraham Banks and Zoe Bookbinder, and sung by Aranessa Turner. Here it is. Breaks through and takes root When the sea breaks through and takes root 
part of the song called Breakthrough from the Prison Music Project, Long Time Gone, co-written by Zoe Bookbinder. She joins me now, and I asked her about how she chooses the songs she plays when she performs inside New Folsom Prison. When I was playing for these incarcerated folks in prison, different lyrics stood out to me, but specifically because of the reaction they got. Mm -hmm. Folks were listening super, super intently and reacting to the lyrics in an audible way. And there was one lyric in this song, Gravity, I don't want to be remembered for the worst thing I've ever done. And that lyric, I didn't even think about it. I just played that song like I always did. And that one got quite a reaction. Wow. And tell me a little bit about just the experience of walking in for the first time. It's really different to see people in cages in real life versus to see that in a movie or on TV, even if it's the news or a documentary. It's really, really different to viscerally experience and witness that. It takes an emotional toll to witness that. I mean, obviously not the emotional toll it takes to uh, be the person who is caged. But to see that kind of dehumanization, I think everyone in the situation ends up being a little bit dehumanized, not as much as the people who are caged, obviously, but to be able to accept or at least accept enough in order to not completely have a, a, a nervous breakdown There's just this emotional wall of protection one has to put up in order to keep up appearances or just, yeah. Just to keep keep it together. Yeah. Um, When did you know that you were going to keep coming back? I mean, this began 10 years ago. Yep. So how long did it take for you to just decide, okay, I'm going to keep doing this? Um, So it wasn't until I left the prison, which was maybe 3 p.m. that day, and I knew immediately I was going to go back as much as I possibly could. Yeah. started that morning as this will be an interesting one-off experience turned into, oh, I think this is my life now. Yeah. And so when did you decide to figure out a way to both capture stories and then turn the stories into songs? I was doing this collaboration with a dance company and the work that they do is very mission-based and they wanted me to pick an issue that mattered to me and write a song or a few songs that they could choreograph to. And I think I'd been going in about a year at that point. And yeah, I'd been thinking about prison every day since that first visit. So I thought, okay, I guess I'll write songs about prison. And I sat down to try to write songs about prison, which turned out to be pretty impossible for me. And then I realized, oh, I don't have to write these songs. (laughs) There's already all this material that I've been hearing. I can just ask permission to use it. Yeah. Uh, so I approached a few of the writers that I'd met inside. And uh, the first one was Alex Patrice. And he had this rap called Survivalist, which is on the album. And that was the first collaboration. And then seeing the impact of his words on the audience at this dance show really was the first inspiration. People were really moved yeah. hearing about his early life and how he ended up in prison. And I could tell that hearing someone's story had a humanizing impact and it gave people this perspective that they didn't have before. I think a lot of these people had never thought about prison or incarcerated people and, and upon hearing his story were awakened a bit. 
All right, well, we're gonna listen to Survivalist right now. This is from the Prison Music Project. Zoe, thanks for getting us started. Here we go. meant to go to this would i be here without the fear i pushed to hell sheesh i wonder what would have happened if this didn't occur i wonder where would i be at what am i hooking verse asking all the questions like i'm planning situations that i'm facing ain't nothing artificial never faking keep it tissue i pushed through all the issues i had been through far as i could go back my vent and what's my sports and music i pursued it distracting racing thoughts ran from cops and broke the laws drugs and alcohol what i was called take a sip and reminiscing about my fam because i am missing all of y'all but like in prison and they took my vision Survivalist, I feel like I was meant to go to this. Would I be here without the fear? I pushed to hell. I wonder what would have happened if this didn't occur. I wonder where would I be at? What am I looking for? Young puppy was born, it must have been me. I was raised on the streets, but I've never been free. I lost my mother and daddy, my whole family. What else was I expected to be? Destined to see the penitentiary, I hope you're feeling me. I've never lost nothing, cause I've never had nothing. Always wanted something, but the government gon' take it. I wanted my mom, but she was smoking that crack. But can't blame it for that, the government supplying the sack. And then they want us locked up, it's all fucked up. How the children left them alone in the streets like stuck. How is it my fault that I became what I am? When I never had no mother and I never had no dad. That's like blaming a child for not knowing how to read when he's never been in the school when he's never been teached. Where would I be if this did not occur? Where would I be without my That's the song Survivalist, written by Alex Batrice and Zoe Bookminder from the Prison Music Project Long Time Gone album. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. These songs were all written or co-written by people who are either currently or formerly incarcerated. The album's co-producer is Ani DeFranco. Ani, let me ask you, am I right that there was no recording allowed at all inside the prison? Yeah, kind of unfortunate, but hopefully there's a little penicillin in there somewhere. You know, um, as you say, we couldn't record the writers directly. Hi-fi, anyway. We recorded some over the phone. Right. Um, One of them was released in time to record in a studio, so there is... One song on the record, which we just heard. Survivalist. (laughs) Uh, Which is uh, the writer himself performing the lyrics. So what we instinctually did was bring in a lot of women to embody the songs of these men. And maybe subconsciously we're striving to communicate the humanity and allow people to feel connected and empathy in a way that maybe a female voice and switching up that gender dynamic and is another entry into the heart of a human being that you are predisposed to dehumanize uh, because you're taught by the society, this is a criminal, this is a dangerous person, you know, and so you listen to a very gentle female voice delivering a story and you drop that pre- conceived notion, and maybe you open your heart sooner. Um, Later on in the record, though, we did also include the voices of some of the writers just speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, Zoe recorded conversations along the way, 
So for me, that's another important element of the journey of the record is to hear some of these writers just speaking candidly in their own voice to a friend. And as a listener of the record, you become that friend. I think that's an important moment too for the the work of the album to be done, which is to demonstrate that people in prison are people and they are the same as you and me. They've made mistakes, but they all of us are redeemable. All of us have more to do. Mm-hmm. It took me a lot more years to realize that life without parole, especially handed out like candy bars to certain populations, right. just wantonly doled out as though it's nothing, can and does amount to the longest, slowest, maybe even in the end, most painful death sentence. You have your life taken away, but you have all the time that your life would have inhabited to not live it. So that is something that I think I understood even more deeply through being involved in this project. Many of the writers are serving life without parole sentences, and some of them are incredibly gentle, thoughtful, rehabilitated people and have no means to be recognized for that or to be treated accordingly. They have no means to become parole eligible, even after serving 10, 20, 30, 40 years for a crime. Wow. So you're exactly right. I think this project has the ability to sort of break down stereotypes and create a point of entry for lots of people to at least approach an issue where they normally might say, oh, boy, I don't want to go there. I don't want to learn more. I think we're conditioned, sadly, to avoid things that make us uncomfortable. And so by making beautiful music and having lovely voices singing these stories and songs and poetry that's coming from this horrific environment, you're actually allowing people to sort of find a way in and experience it for themselves, which is really cool. There's another participant on our call, Nathan Jackson. Nathan, good to see you, good to meet you. Thank you for joining us here on E-Town, man. My pleasure, of course. And can you tell us about when you first met Zoe? The first time I did meet um, Zoe was when um, she came to do like a workshop in the law library. And um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me, I've seen a lot of um, free people come into the prison environment and um, hold workshops or groups or teaching sessions, uh, so to speak. And uh, it's always been people sit up like at a podium or at a a panel of chairs and all the inmates sit over there, uh, perceived safe distance away. And um, Zoe was uh, 100% different in that aspect to the point where she actually sat between inmates and with inmates. Yeah. How long had you been incarcerated at that point? So I had been incarcerated for about 13 years at that time. Wow. I got incarcerated in 1997. I was uh, liberated in 2014. Yeah. I just want to point out to our those of you who are watching the video <laughs> that the background is... Uh, reminiscent of what your life used to be, but it's not literally where you are now. It's not where I'm at. I'm free. I've been free for six years. Yeah. But I believe that having backgrounds like this and interviews like this and other things that I do help 
make people realize that that was my reality and that is the reality of multitudes and multitudes of men and women in this country. Yeah. I think that's more of the reason I use it is to bring that through. So it's not like yeah. I'm not going to be sitting acting like this freedom is everything when there's so many people right. that deserve it and can't have it. Yeah. So you obviously made connections of one kind or another with your fellow inmates. And as I understand it, communication is not easy from inside, right? No. I keep in touch with them as, as much as possible. It's been rougher due to uh, what's going on right now with uh, this pandemic and stuff. But yeah, I still, letters are still go, mail still goes normal. Just takes a while. And Nathan, where did you grow up? I grew up in Sacramento, California, in basically pretty much the slums of Sacramento. I don't like to use this, but I was pretty much engaged in criminal activity from the age of 12 and a half to the time I caught my case that I did 17 and a half years for. Wow. We're gonna play your song now. So, um, Villain, there's a couple, you know, the the chorus, maybe you can just sort of talk to us about the chorus. Basically what it means is that the, the prison industry is an industry and they're so happy with calling us villains and making us the bad guy so they can make more and more money off of us, so they can lock us away yeah. and collect those checks, you know, certain amounts of money for every head in a bed they're making a killing. That's the point of they're making a killing and killing. Okay. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're going to listen to your song right now. The song is called Villain. Watch you fall, gamblers are 
That's a very cool song. Thank you. Um, the idea that there's cause and effect, that you grew up in a rough neighborhood, you at an early age made some decisions, and you were around people who were committing crimes or whatever, and the opportunities to find a different path weren't as obvious for you, right? The opportunities to get an education, find a career, get a job, whatever. That, that was definitely became a belief system, Yeah, basically. So you're right. And we didn't know any better. We didn't have the role models showing us that a job or a certain way of living was the right way to live. And if we did, they were so outnumbered by the opposite that it didn't matter. Yeah. So what we're talking about really is seizing this moment, using these stories, using these songs, using the heightened awareness about injustice and racism and sexism and assault and violence to try to achieve some kind of breakthrough, to try to achieve some kind of change, systemic change. Yeah, I just want to say that um, I'm a full believer that this album can help spark the belief that people in prison are more than just the crimes they committed. And just like on my YouTube channel, Nate Dog 916 I try to get the people to tell the stories of how they got to the crime, not what happened after the crime. Our childhood is what prepared us for our adulthood. Like, so what happened in our childhood is like basically what trained us to behave and act a certain way. Yeah. And I just believe that we got to start not just during and after, but before incarceration, before crime. It's bigger than just, yeah, we got to close all the prisons, in my opinion. Totally. Yeah. It's way bigger than just there's too many people incarcerated. Obviously, there's too many people incarcerated, period, of color and not of color. Because white's a color, so all different colors. It's more than just getting everybody out. It's understanding why they're there in the first place. Yeah. Prison doesn't work. Prison does not work. Prison doesn't help people. Every man on this album that sounds like they're doing good and, oh, they're fixed, prison didn't do that. They did that. Those men and women did that. Yeah. I did this. Nobody fixed me. I fixed myself. And I didn't fix myself because I wasn't broken. I just woke up and realized that I needed to live my life differently. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, Nathan, that's really important and powerful. And in the spirit of like, what can we all do? Let's not forget what your point is, which is this starts early. This starts with families. It starts with poverty. It starts with opportunity. It starts with education. It starts with racism. It starts with systemic marginalization. It starts with lack of mentors, lack of older males pointing a different path. And females. And females too, yeah. If you care, you gotta care. Yeah. 
period. So no matter who you are, where you live, if you care about what's going on, care. Don't just talk about it. Care. Go go care. Yeah. Hey, Nathan, tell me your uh, YouTube channel. How did we find that again? NateDog916, YouTube, NateDog916. Two Gs, 916. NateDog with two Gs, 916. It's only about positivity and it's only about people telling their stories about how they got to prison and how they changed their lives after prison and they're doing good now. There's no glorification of violence or the prison system at all. Yeah, so we will leave it there. I really want to congratulate all three of you and of course everyone else who participated. Lots and lots of people participated in this project. Nate and Ani and Zoe, I want to thank you all for being a part of this. I really appreciate you taking the time. Congratulations on making a cool record, telling a great story. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having us. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WRUR in Rochester, New York, on KZYX, Mendocino County, California, and on WWNO in New Orleans, Louisiana. If you'd like to get some more information about Ani DeFranco, about the Prison Music Project, or about Righteous Babe Records, a lot of that stuff is on etown.org, or you can go to righteousbabe.com. We are back with Ani DeFranco. I want to ask you about one other thing, Ani, which is you mentioned in your press materials that you've gone through some really challenging times personally, and and I can only presume that means in your relationship or in your family. Is that something you're talking about, or is it's just something to be conscious of as we listen to this record? It, you know, it's hard to talk about um, because, I mean, I was joking the other day. This is sort of my breakup album without the breakup. You know, we we, <laughs> we are s- still together, but it's we had a hard go, you know, for some years. And so, yes, it is sort of like the other, you know, the other dimension of revolutionary love. Once again, it, it could be like you're, you could find your opponent in your spouse. Yeah. Um, sometimes relationships break down, you yeah. know, and, and harm is done. And so this process of recovering from harm and, again, forgiving without forgetting and staying open, staying open and curious and inviting the other, you know, sometimes you cannot condone the action of your opponent or you have a hard time accepting it, but you can certainly stay in a place of wonder about them. And that is a sign of respect. Yeah. So it is about our own personal responsibility and our own discipline to try to stay, as you say, um, open 
and humble to try to hone our skills as listeners and to imagine that we have something to learn from whoever we meet. Mm -hmm. And finally, to see no stranger, which Mm -hmm. is such a beautiful phrase, Mm -hmm. to see no stranger. Mm-hmm. That's just a that's a cool that's a cool thing to carry with us as we move through the world. Yeah, and it does fit so beautifully into this prison music project as well. You know, these are such tragic stories. So many of them, people who've been incarcerated way too long for offenses that were way too small because of how they look, because of their background, because of their upbringing. Sometimes the offense is very profound, yet people are always changing. People are changeable. Yeah. People are growing. You know, the Revolutionary Love album and and the sort of quests that you can hear in those songs. So with the Prison Music Project and this coming back to the idea that none of us is our worst moment. Yeah. That is but one moment in who we are and our potential is endless. Yeah. It's just always a treat to connect with you and catch up and see what your latest projects are. Um, And congratulations on both the Prison Music Project and the record that's associated with that. And then on your latest personal project, Revolutionary Love. Thank you. Thanks, Ani. Thanks for being on E-Town again. All right. Thanks for having me. We're going to go out with another song from the Prison Music Project, Long Time Gone album. This one is co-written by Spoon Jackson and Ani Franco, and it's called Nowhere But Barstow and Prison. Hey. <laughs> 
I want to say thanks to all of our guests this week. Of course, to Ani DeFranco, to Nathan Jackson Brown, to Zoe Bookbinder. Thanks to Helen Forster and also to Todd Ayers and Donna Giardina for their help on this week's show. I'm Nick Forster. I hope you can join us next week right here in E-Town. This is a production of E-Town. That's Ani DeFranco, along with Zoe Bookbinder and Nate Jackson-Brown. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to our production crew. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening to E-Town.